0: In the readings that the Lord has given us this morning, we see these two widows who are mourning their dead sons. But how the power of the Spirit working through the prophet Elijah, the power of God working through the touch and the words of Jesus how these two sons are given new life. They are raised up. While this is a clear revelation of the sovereignty of God over life and death, its deeper significance is that Jesus Christ, by the power of His touch And his words, he can bring new life into any dead areas of our heart or in our church because of sin and its effects. I was speaking with a priest from Romania recently, and he was visiting the country of Belgium, and he went to the city of Antwerp, a city of half a million people. This is a country that has been traditionally and predominantly Catholic. And there are three Catholic churches in Antwerp. And he went to St. Andrews, one of the huge parishes in her inner city. And he was shocked by what he experienced they had one single mass on Sunday morning, 10 o'clock. And as he looked over the congregation in this huge church, there was only hardly 200 people. He also noticed that all of them were over 60, 65 years old. After the Mass, he spoke with the priest and he was so surprised that this priest had no vision for growing the parish and going forward. Even though there were areas of renewal going on in other parts of the city, he was closed to any desire to change what he was doing. Sadder still, he said, in 10 years, this church will probably close. And he was actually looking forward to retirement because then he would be one of the tour guides of of the church, which at that point would be nothing more than a museum. I had lunch with a priest from Ireland down here at Axel's Restaurant. By the way, they got one of the best burgers in town. And this is a retired priest who is working on a project in Florida. And during the lunch, I could not help ask, what in the heck is going on in Ireland? This country that has been a bastion of Catholicism, that used to send missionaries all over the world. And in such a short time, the whole world has witnessed the dwindling and shriveling up of the faith in Ireland. Closing of seminaries, the closing of parishes, and I asked this priest, what is going on? I was surprised by his answer. He said, brother, there's one thing you should know. And I think this is one of the main reasons. When the Second Vatican Council took place in the early 60s, we were not open to the renewal and the grace of that council We just kept doing things like we always did them. We were not open to renewal and to change. The last thing that Pope Francis would want to hear from any one of us is we've always done it this way. The church is a living body. It is not a dead body decaying into sterility. The church is a living body. And if we are going to follow Jesus Christ and live by the Holy Spirit, we will be a church on the move, a church that is always growing, always open to renewal, and always reaching out and going out on mission to bring the gospel to other people. This is a good segue into my second fireside chat with you. I told you about every six months I would have this fireside chat to bring you up to date and share with you any significant or recent changes or initiatives that are happening in the parish. Call it, if you wish, the State of the Parish Address, even though I'm not running for president. Please listen to everything I'm going to share in light Of what I just said. Because we, St. Peter's, want to be a community that responds to the invitation to the universal call to holiness, because we want to be a parish that responds to the universal call of mission, we have reconfigured the parish council. The parish council is now made up of a good cross-section of faithful members of our parish, and also there are four staff that sit on that council that are very much integrated into the parish life and have a good pulse on what's happening. When we meet, we spend the first 15 minutes in silent prayer in this church before Jesus in the blessed sacrament. How many pastoral councils are doing that? And we are trying to listen and open together to receive what is God's vision for our parish going forward from here. And my dear friends, I'm so glad to say that we are going somewhere. Jesus is taking us on a beautiful journey of growth and renewal. And there's a copy of that vision right outside the church when you leave this morning. And I hope you'll take a copy of that vision. The pastoral council is now completely a visioning body that works and helps together myself to know what God's will is for this parish and how best to implement that vision in all the concrete, practical stuff of daily life here in our community. Youth Ministry. There are wonderful movements of grace and renewal in the area of ministry to youth. And you have my sacred promise that here at St. Peter's we are always going to try with all the means that God gives us to have the best, the most dynamic youth program that we can have using all the best resources that are out there that can help us meet our children and young people right where they are today and to help them to live their faith and respond to the unique challenges that they all face in our present culture. We cannot do things like we've always done them, We always have to be ready and open to venture out on new movements of grace. And this is what we're going to do. I'm already looking into things with Kathy for our younger children, and Elizabeth and I, she's sitting right here, she and I are looking into initiatives for our high school and grade school youth. In fact, we're launching a new program this fall for our high school youth. So strap yourselves in, because we're going somewhere, and it's gonna be exciting. Mass times. Let me just say that the conversation is going to be ongoing. Thank you so much for your input. But let me say this, as we discern this, what has to be the predominant concern is what is God asking of us and how best can we respond to that and allow and provide for the greatest opportunities to grow together in the Spirit and be able to provide the best programs for moving in this new vision and mission. So we'll continue to pray about that and discern that going forward. We are blessed to be parishioners of St. Peter's. This is where it all started. Sometimes I have to pinch myself to help me realize that I'm here at St. Peter's and I feel so blessed to be part of a parish where the faith began in the state of Minnesota. Unbelievable. And we have this historic church to remind us of our beautiful history and roots. But while we have this historic church, this church is not a museum. It is part of the life of this church which means full sacramental life mass funerals marriages confessions baptisms the full life of Christ offered here and offered over there for this reason we are going to put a confessional in the historic church and we're going to make a confessional that when people see it they're going to think it was always there. The design and the work is going to look just like the design in the front altar. There have been times already since I've been here when there are things going on here when I would love to have confessions, but I can't because it's being used, where I could have loved to have had a confessional in the historic church. Now, as I've told some people, We are not going to put one in unless we can guarantee that it is perfectly soundproof so that your confessions are not heard by everyone else in the church. Wouldn't that be a bummer? (laughs) You have my assurance. We will not put a confessional in that church unless it is completely soundproof. So only God and you hear that confession financial. As you know, we just made the we, uh, this last year, we made the goal of our capital campaign. Praise God and thank you so much. As you know, we did not make the goal of the previous two campaigns. So it is a beautiful sign that we were able to make the goal of this last one. And that's because of how the Lord is working in your hearts and in mine. But we still need to continue to address retiring this debt because it holds us back from being able to offer more programs to grow together and to respond generously to the needs of the poor and other areas of our diocese. And by the way, I have to commend you. Again this year, we were part of a small handful of parishes that made our goal for the Catholic Services Appeal, and we exceeded it. And I commend you deeply for that initiative. May God bless you a hundredfold for your generosity. hospitality we're putting together a committee a, a committee a committee of people that are going to look into how as a parish we can be a community of greater hospitality three key areas of renewal have to do with hymns homilies and hospitality and we can always do better with hospitality to be a community that notices, welcomes, and embraces strangers and new people. In fact, when we are formed by the spirit of hospitality, there's no such thing as a stranger, only a brother and a sister. And we're going to try to foster that beautiful spirit of hospitality with ourselves and this community. Now, I know you've been waiting for the end of this homily. And here it is. My dear sisters and brothers, this is exciting. And I feel so blessed to be your pastor and to be part of this beautiful journey that Jesus is going to take us on together. Let us not be rigid. Let us not be closed-minded. Let us not say, this is the way we've always done it. Let us open our hearts to the newness of the Spirit that is trying to breathe new life into the church and here at St. Peter's. Amen.